And good evening. This is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to Fortress of the Mind podcast. It's Friday, August 12th, 2016. And I wanted to talk about a question that came up in at least two emails, probably more, because I seem to get this emailed question a lot. And the basic gist of the question is, how should I react to the negativity that I hear and see in the media today? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Should I be concerned? How do I deal with all of this deluge of troublesome, negative, and worrying information that I receive in the news media all the time? That's the question that I get. And it's, it's a question that comes in different forms. Basically, what the questioners are asking is, should I be concerned? Should I be worried? How should I deal with all of this craziness? Is the world collapsing? You know, that, that, that type of question. And I have some thoughts on that. And I'll give you those thoughts, because that's what I do. And my first observation is, we tend to get a skewed perspective of what's going on in the world, because the very nature of news media is to emphasize the unusual the extraordinary, and the exceptional. The unusual, the extraordinary, or the exceptional. That's the whole purpose of media. And I think we get a very skewed perspective because media now is not like it was maybe in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, where you had a limited time frame for the news cycle. Maybe in the days of radio, it was a few hours a day. Maybe during the 70s and 80s, it was a little bit more. And now we have a 24-hour news cycle with internet, cell phones, and we're constantly bombarded with unusual, extraordinary, or exceptional information. And this causes us to forget that in every period of history, the average person went about his life, earned his living, dealt with his family, handled his obligations, went about his life, in a very ordinary and mundane way. But nobody ever wants to write about that because it's ordinary. And the very fact that no one ever writes about it makes us forget the fact that that is the norm. That is the majority. That's the vast majority of people. So when you listen to the news media and you begin to think that the sky is falling and that the world is coming to an end, and that everything is absolutely about ready to collapse, keep in mind that you are seeing only a small sample of what the truth is. One cannot diagnose the whole by only viewing a minuscule part. And that's something that's important to remember. And even if I'm wrong, let's say that I'm wrong, and let's say the world is falling apart. The, the sky is falling in. It's a new ice age. The Black Death has returned. And even if that were the case, life still goes on. Life still goes on. I did an article a few days ago. Actually, it may have been a week ago. And you can find it on my website, qcurtius.com. And I think the title of the article was Even in the Worst Circumstances, Life Goes On or uh, no matter what happens, life goes on. Something like that. It was about a week ago, five, six days ago. 
And I talk about how in that article that uh, when the Black Death hit Europe, what is maybe most remarkable about the high death toll, it's estimated that maybe a quarter to a third of the population died off. There was no revolution. There was no collapse of state power. Life went on. Now, life didn't go on for the people that died, obviously. Okay, I don't want to minimize it. It was serious. It was very serious. But the human race went on. The species went on. Life goes on. The world still spins on its axis. This planet still revolves around the sun. And as Herman Melville said, the great shroud of the sea rolls on as it rolled 5,000 years ago. It's the last line of his novel, Moby Dick. You should read it sometime if you get a chance. Greatest novel ever written, probably. And the last sentence of that novel is, And all collapsed, and the great shroud of the sea rolled on as it rolled 5,000 years ago. And what that last sentence maybe means to me is that the shroud goes on. The shroud of the sea rolls on. The crest of the waves roll on. Even if a ship goes down, life goes on. The race continues. Things go on. So don't worry about the disasters in the news. Don't worry about the lightning strikes, the murders, the chaos, the bombs, the nonsense, the idiots, the dorks, the dunces. It doesn't matter. In the big scheme of things, it means nothing. It means nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, obviously, you don't want to take this too far. You don't want to just resign yourself uh, to le leading a life of naval contemplation and living in a cave in Nepal. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that you have to keep things in perspective. You have to keep things in perspective. And when you think that things are especially bad now, that they're the worst they've ever been, things are just coming apart at the seams, remember that that's also not true. Sin, crime, ruin has flourished in every age. Sin has flourished in every age. Corruption, murder, venality, destruction. Rome in the late Republic was awash with mercenaries, murderers, criminals, demobilized soldiers who had nothing to do except commit crimes. And, you know, we, if we really knew the history of the Renaissance, I'm listening to a great audiobook now on the history of the Renaissance, and they talk about how rapine, murder, uh, corruption, sodomy flourished at all levels of society in that era, maybe even more so now, much more so actually than now. You know, prostitution has been perennial and universal. It's been around forever. I wrote an article on my site, which you can find on ancient ritual prostitution in, in uh, Babylon. And it's been found in every, you know, erotic literature, pornographic novels were just as popular in the early modern period in the 16th and 15th centuries as, as pornography is now. Montaigne even talks about it in his essays. And I think archaeologists, archaeologists have even found dice in the ruins of ancient Nineveh in Assyria, what is now Iraq. So, you know, 
man has always fought a running battle with the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments have always been aspirational and never actually implemented, except in limited situations. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't strive to do, to do the right thing and to be good men, but, you know, men are, are uh, uh, products of their environment, and they're also subject to their needs, desires, and weaknesses, and we have to we have to be aware of that, and we have to uh, be mindful of that. On the other hand, and this is another point, we should all be mindful. We should another thing that the disaster mentality we can call it the disaster mentality. The other thing that the disaster mentality forgets is no one ever wants to write a history of goodness. No one ever wants. No one has ever written a history of altruism or uh, benefaction or charity or kindness. No one wants to read about that. No one would ever, if someone wrote a history of human goodness, I doubt it would be very popular. Maybe it would, but I doubt it. Uh, but in every age, we forget that there have been people of, of great uh, altruism and great soul uh, doing things of selfless, um, selfless goodness to others. You know, in, just off the top of my head, we can think in history, uh, the, the industrialist Joseph Black, who advanced money to the inventor of the steam engine, James Watt, for a great many years, selflessly gave him money to finance his entrepreneurial dreams, his inventive dreams. And this is something that isn't very well known. And maybe James Watt, would never have invented the steam engine had he not been financed to the extent that he was by this this uh, kind, wealthy soul, James Black. Even Mozart, the um, the composer Mozart was Puckberg, I think, P-U-C-H-B-E-R-G. I don't know German, but Puck, Puckberg, Puckberg was the name of someone who lent money to Mozart, who obviously was in dire need of money and was all, always critically short of funds. I think even now that we're talking about composers, I think Johann Christian Bach was financed in his studies at Bologna by Conta uh, Lita, C-O-N-T-L-I-T-T-A. So there are many examples of selfless, selfless acts of, of goodness. And along those lines, I have to mention, I have to mention today was, a, was an incredible day for me personally. And I posted about this on Twitter and put some photos. Actually, I, I made a, I wrote a post about this on my site. Uh, the title of the post today was "Fortress of the Mind is uh, receives a rare 1642 edition of Cicero's On Duties." A reader, friend of mine, uh, who lives abroad, who's a, a devotee of artistic and scholarly things. He sent me uh, a, a rare edition of, of Cicero's On Duties. Just he just bought it and just sent it to me. Uh, I was shocked. I was deeply shocked by it. Uh, what a selfless act of of um, of generosity! Really, really amazing. And this was something that he just did on his own. You know, he I had corresponded with uh, his name was his name is uh, Julko. And I had corresponded with him for several years now. He had um, been a longtime reader of mine, my articles and my books. 
And obviously something I had written or things I had written touched him on some level. And we developed a correspondence. And this is a guy that has, you know, he works in a very high-pressure job. He's a professional guy. But he has, as a hobby, he shares artistic and scholarly interests like a true Renaissance man. And so he's interested in these things. And kindred souls seek out kindred souls. And so I'm very honored to call him a friend. And I'm very, very honored and grateful for the fact that he felt um, uh, he, he felt the, the desire to enable me to be the custodian, the custodian of that great literary treasure. And I appreciate that. My point is that great things can happen when you least expect it. If you put good things out into the world, if you are a good man, if you do good things, if you think good thoughts, the world will give back good things to you. And this is not just some idle, poor Richard type of, of, uh, of verbiage here. This is a fact. And today proved it. Beyond all question. I mean, it was already proved. I already, I, I've known this for years. But I'm just using it as an example to remind all of us that we have to strive for personal greatness. We have to strive for personal goodness. We cannot allow ourselves to be consumed by negativity, of which there is so much out there. And it's especially prevalent on the Internet. I don't know what it is, but you just can't seem to walk a few steps without stepping in piles of negative shit. And you have to be very adroit at avoiding it. And anyone who's ever spent time around a farm knows that you have to learn to be an expert stepper so you don't step in shit. And that's the same analogy I would say. But there are great people out there. There are good people out there. And that's why we have to try to live up to the example that Cicero laid down for us in his book On Duties, which I hope you're all reading, which you should be reading. And we have to strive for the being the best, even if we never quite get there. Because he knows that not everyone is always going to be on top of his game. Okay, We're only human. But we at least need to have a positive example that sets a high standard for us to reach. Because by setting a high standard, we bring out the best in ourselves. And that's what I'll say about that. So I hope that I've answered this question that I've uh, set for myself here, this question that these uh, several emailers asked of me, you know, is the, is the world worse now than it's ever been? Are things terrible now? And my answer is no. My answer is no. My answer is no for the reasons that I've given in this podcast here over the past 15 minutes. So remember that. Don't worry about the world. The world will take good care of itself. Worry about yourself. Worry about you doing the right thing. Worry about you being the best you can be. Worry about you improving yourself. Don't focus on all this nonsense. When the time comes, you'll know what to do. You'll do your job. And that's the way things ought to be. So this will conclude our podcast here at Fortress of the Mind. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.